Broadsheet Radio Network. Another episode of Shared History. Is it in you? Oh, God. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. I couldn't. Is the history in you? Do you know it? Is the knowledge permeating inside your body and your brain? No. uh, I I learn it. I study it. And then I, poof, it's gone. I just, it evacuates (laughs) my brain. I accidentally wound up at a bar that was doing trivia on Tuesday and got really angry at myself for a question I got wrong that I was like it's Aristotle and it was it was Socrates uh, <gasps> and I'll never forgive myself and if I had a historian badge to turn in I would turn it in but I'm full of shit so are you. <laughs> give me a book and your badge <laughs> yeah um I re-listened to episode one share Oh, shared history today, just out of the blue, because we've kind of added some new, we're in season six, and so I'm like, we've added stuff, it's a little bit different, and I went back and listened to our pilot episode, which was a practice pilot. And then we um, aired it, because we loved we loved Wilma and Sil- Sybil so much. Dear sweet um, baby Rip, uh, he was like, just do a practice pilot, and then, you know, if you like it, take it and tweak it, and we're like, nope, this is good. Cut, print. One take wonders. <laughs> um, speaking of a one take wonder, he's going to get mad at me. Uh, I'm really good at sex. His jaw dropped. <laughs> wow. Like, he's like, do not put that in the universe. I don't want to have to follow through Dr. on it. Dr. Segway. <laughs> uh, our guest today is an actor and Chicago native who has appeared in countless commercials and TV shows, including HBO's Somebody Somewhere, where he stars as Bridget Everett's neighbor, Drew and Lena Waite's acclaimed Showtime drama, The Shy, fans of horror and film alike uh, in general would recognize him as the art gallery owner in Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele's Candyman. I would recognize him as the man sitting next to me because I bullied him into coming into the studio. Not true. And as just an all-around amazing dude, it's Brian King. Oh, my God. That's the nicest. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Wow. Thanks for joining That's us. That's crazy. Um, I'm blushing. That's weird. You now have Brian, to. Brian, I can hear you blushing through the. Oh, no, I would. Like... <laughs> God. You now have to exclusively. Um, you have to be a one-take wonder. I put it into oh, the universe. Man. That's pressure. And um, I'm not editing this episode at all. Sorry. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send that to your oh, publicist and be like, "It's true. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. You hear that, mom? She's sending it to you. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Oh, oh, everybody's mom should be their publicist. Mine doesn't understand what I do for a living, so she wouldn't be that effective. No, but they, they do and they don't. It's it's weird. But no one will sing your praises quite like your mother. No, never, never. She wrote uh, once. She wrote in a paper once that mentioned something about a show I was on, and like I, they didn't mention me, which they should know. If I was like way not one of the characters, and wrote them and said like, hey. My son is on that show, <laughs> and I didn't find out for like months. I was like, oh. "So we don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay if your mom does it. It'd be it'd be uh, shitty if you do it. I mean, yeah, but yeah, that that was weird. Uh, anyway, thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us. I am excited because I know that you are terrified, <laughs> and you're you're feared to like me. <laughs> Oh, that's so evil. Yeah, yeah I am. Ter- I mean, the the chain of events in which you asked me to do this and I pick a topic went straight like nostalgic of how I felt because this felt felt like homework in high school, which I really didn't do much of. So I panicked, and then I went and thought of college where I had the same panic, and I told the story of a homework assignment I was given then, and then I, that's how I came up with my topic today. Is your topic today a homework assignment you didn't complete like 10, 15 years ago? Quite the contrary. No, it is actually one of the few homework assignments <laughs> I had an A on Ooh. in college. Yeah. Snaps for baby a, Brian. A, it was a speech class. Hell yes. I love how we, we make such we make such an effort when we reach out to our guests of like, 
we want to give you the lowdown. We want you to feel comfortable when you come on. It's very conversational, but also do homework and That's be an expert. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and if the, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, people want to come on here. You got to do homework to do this. I would think I was like, really made me feel like I know nothing about anything. <laughs> More oh, than no. anything. And I'm like, that's, I know a lot about stuff. That's <laughs> literally me every every week. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me feel like I'm lying to people about everything. That's <laughs> like, literally me every oh week. Oh my god. <laughs> By having a history podcast, people think you know things. I mean, but at least you can like look back at your seasons and be like, I now know things. I can I can be like, Cass told me a story and I enjoyed it and I can't remember any part of any of it. Oh my god. Literally in a recent episode, Cass kept quizzing me on dates when she knows that we don't do, we don't do dates. I didn't know the dates either, but I said it like I knew. Um and this war took place during um oh what god. time? And I was like, first of all, you know I don't do war history. Second. <laughs> she froze and panicked while I'm over here googling trying to find the answer. Yeah. Oh, and that's freaked, why we edit. I freaked out today when doing like or today in the last couple of days going over the research cuz I'm like if my friends listen to this when they listen to it, they'll be like, you're full of shit, dude. Like, there's no way you know anything about any of that. You only have to know about it temporarily. You should have the people read the Google searches prior to this <gasps> interview. Oh, my God. Sure. To see, like, at the end. All right. That should be, like, the last concluding things. Call them yeah. out. <laughs> um, as, so I happen to know that in addition to being a wonderful actor, Brian's past life was uh, as an advertising copywriter, mm. which I also do which I always tell clients um, that my job is to become a fake expert in everything. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, she's a good improviser. Yeah. But then it's gone. So <laughs> there's a lot of really weird niche things that I like will know a lot about when I'm immersed in a project. And it's same goes like for, for acting, although people give me more historical fiction roles because I want them. Um, universe? Universe? I, I've got the hair for the 80s. Give it to me. <laughs> Please. Natalie, I'm writing a movie about Sybil Ludington. Would you like to audition for Highwayman, British Highwayman 1? Yes. Do I get to wear fancy trousers? <laughs> Absolutely. But that's funny what you said because back in Everest, I remember like, I remember like Googling stuff and an assignment, well, assignment and I'll just Google this and Google that. And you're like, all right, you know, it's early. It's my first drafts of scripts. And then you're like three months later, like, I can't believe this is still in there. I literally <laughs> looked it up at the beginning. It was the first question, the first thing that came up. I clicked on it. I cut and paste. It's still in there. Sometimes it's, uh, I can't believe that they're letting me get away with this word because yeah. it because I used an alliteration. And literally, totally. I just went to thesaurus.com, <laughs> typed in the word that I wanted, and scrolled yep. until I found yep. the, right, the right letter. Totally. Oh, I do that all the time. Rhyme Zone? Heck yeah. Yeah, Rhyme Zone. Is that an actual site? Yeah, rhymezone.com. Yeah. Not sponsored, but open to it. Hey, Rhyme Zone. <laughs> what if we were sponsored by? No, we want to be sponsored by JSTOR, but what if we were sponsored by Rhyme Zone? Rhyme Zone, let us be your home. Uh, like a ha slant rhyme zone. Anyway, yes, we we always say that we are not historians. The people we bring on, some of them are, but this is usually we ask a question like, "What's your relationship with history? Do you like history?" And what whatever the answer is to that. You get to do a fun thing and learn something new. What is your relationship with history? Um, I, I feel like it's being all serious. Uh, <laughs> I'm realizing recently that, like, as my parents get older, how important that stuff is. And, like, asking, like, a thousand questions to my parents mm -hmm. lately. It just being like, I need to know about this, that, this, this. Like, that house, this. Why, would, why were those curtains? What about this? Where did we live? All these things. And then it's like... Cool, but I just love learning. I think that's why, like, you know, acting and stuff is like you get a new assignment every time as much as you hate assignments. Mm. The learning part's great. I just don't know, like, how much you retain that. Uh, no, I love that part. I just don't like doing it on my own. <laughs> like, I need to be assignment-based or so otherwise I, I would just be nothing. Yeah, I wonder if we didn't have this, uh, if this, if we didn't have this podcast, what my, no, I'd probably still read as much nonfiction as I do. I just would be sad because I wouldn't get to tell people about it. Or I'd be a real bummer at parties being like, talk <laughs> about witches? <laughs> no? Okay. Hey, did you know this about forced sterilization? Yes. <laughs> All the Let fun me tell you about ancient dildos. Pull up a chair. <laughs> 
Okay, that is a fun topic that I will talk about forever. So that way, that was a topic. Yeah, yes, we yeah, talked about yeah, right. episode sixty-nine. Yes, 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 yes. Smart, <laughs> smart. 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 Yeah. Creative geniuses here on Sherry. <laughs> wow. So, so you had you had to kind of dig back through your own personal archives to choose a topic. What what do you have for us today? So. Of the, the quick process of the, of mm -hmm. the topic was you uh, getting you know, asked to do it and then being like, oh my God, this feels like homework. Shit. Ah. Well, that one time I got an A in college, it was a speech class and we had to do a how-to. And I said, I got up there and I did a how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I got an A. And actually, I was coming off a day where I ate uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches the, over the weekend. And I was like, what's the history of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I Fuck love yeah. Last yeah. night I so it's committed like a crime. I, com I ate a, a peanut butter and jelly tortilla. <laughs> I, I do that there. shit all the time. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I'm eating less and I have like 30 of those. They're like taquitos <laughs> at one point. They're like, <laughs> like kindergarten taquitos. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually the night before was had some drinks and stuff and we're hanging out with my buddy and I just looked him in the eye and I go, do you think I can, I would eat you and peanut butter and <laughs> And he was like, I don't know, man, it might be tough. I'm like, I think I got you. And then it's like, hey, do you guys think? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, this is an ode to the A I got in that class. And to, and to the best sandwich. Yes. And all, and, and, and then the serious little part of it too, there's this little part and then I'll move on from the brainstorm of it was that. It's a comfort. I feel like you eat that to be comforted, and around the time of the Fourth of July, there were some things going on in the world that you're like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. and like, it felt good to just eat that. <laughs> That's fair, right? Like, it is a comfort food. Why is it nostalgic? Because it's nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. Um, um, before we hear the story of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I feel like we need some like PB and J preference touchstones. Oh well, I was gonna. Mm. Yeah, I, I was. Because I ran late. Sorry, I was late. I was going to go and pick us up some and make them. Oh, that would be cute. Like, get here now. I was like, what? Do you know what the worst food to eat on a microphone is? Yeah, peanut oh, butter. Yeah. Peanut butter. <laughs> Absolutely. It would just be us the whole time. So you were saying, wait, peanut butter ref what? Yeah, we need some we need some preference touchstones. Like, are you Crunchy, a crust creamy. man? Are you oh, a absolutely. creamy man? Oh, okay, are we're you... going to get into this now. Yeah. Uh, I, if you want to get into starting it. off controversy, no, right? this is exactly where I hoped and thought this would go. Um, I, I'm a, I've got some controversial takes on this, but I'm a straight up, uh, you know, uh, OG grape jelly, mm -hmm. uh, probably crunchy. Although there are times when crunchy gets you, like they'll like prick the top of your mouth in not a great way, yeah, or get stuck in your teeth. Um, and just some regular white bread. That's it. But. I, there was a huge time in my life where there was a time where they made like uh, goobers, I think it was called. And it was in the yeah. same uh, jar. Yes. And oh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. striped. Mm -hmm. And that was the greatest thing in the world. And everybody argues with me that that was disgusting. I would say, hell no. I don't think that we ever were a household that got that. I don't think that we, like, I, I don't think my mom was like, you can't have it. But I just don't think. Right. There's too many disparate jelly opinions in our household and peanut butter opinions that I it wouldn't have been a a safe choice for all three mm. children. It doesn't make sense. I mean, in terms of like, uh, per, like grocery list and like money wise mm. and stuff. But my mom, they still buy all that. Like, what's the word for it though? It's like kitschy, campy. Yes, food. thank whatever the like you know the Oreos, all the different flavors. My mom, yes. still like, Look at this one. It's got firecrackers <laughs> in it. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't. Um, that, but uh, I'm a grape, and then I moved to strawberry. Yeah, we had like. I, I think I'd have to go grape, but I might go strawberry. Now your guys' turn. I am uh, controversial. I am a creamy peanut butter, but mm. it's because I don't want to chew my peanut butter. I don't think that's controversial. I feel like crunchy is usually the controversial one. There are times there are times that I want the crunch, but uh, I'm, if I'm snacking on peanut butter, like if I'm putting like peanut butter on a celery stick like a child, uh, or nerd, no. <laughs> nerd alert. What do you put raisins on it too? No, oh, ants no. on a log. My ants are the peanuts and the crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> uh, I put real ants. I 
just put wheel ants. I just go outside. I take it and I just dip yeah. it on the sidewalk. Yeah. Scoop them up. Marinate it in the cement for five mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> and then I'm a I, I'm a strawberry. I I here's I'm the youngest, and I think a lot of my food preferences come from just like taking whatever was left oh over. Yeah. And so I'm I'm like I don't have a strong jelly opinion. Now as an adult, I buy strawberry. But as a kid, I was like, oh, no, it's in the fridge. I'll eat it. It's yeah. fine. Totally. I'm not the picky one. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's, yeah. I'm, my, I don't think I was making things on that stuff when I was a kid at all, right? I do often. I think that grape jelly is the most nostalgic. And I do often um, put peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on breads that they don't belong on because that's just mm. the bread that I usually have on hand. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of peanut butter and honey as Ooh. well. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, with the banana, I like the banana on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't done that in a minute. Not that yeah. banana on there. I'm pretty tradish. I, I mean, white bread is like always the best, but I usually never have that. So it's some sort of like twelve grain wheat, whatever. Mm-hmm. But creamy peanut butter. I what I I elevated to strawberry, and then one of my roommates just rocked my world, and now I only ever buy blackberry jam hell yeah oh you bougie love that bitch. love that yeah it's it it just it it is it is i don't mind a crunchy it's not gonna be what i choose but every now and then if it's around i'll be like eh, huh. fuck it um but the best presentation once you've built the sandwich is that it's got to be sitting in the bottom of a backpack or something mm. for at least a few hours. You need and like then, a thermos indent in there. Yes, yeah. and a little hot, you know? From the apple that was in yes. there with it. For some reason, every homemade sandwich tastes so much better once it's been sitting for a little bit or like squished. If room temp, right? Yeah, yeah. room temp. Yeah. School and, room temp. Like and if that, yeah, if that bread is intact, I don't want it. No. I used to get really grossed out though if the like something did really smash my sandwich in my bag as a kid and like the grape was like there's oozing <laughs> through. There's actually peanut butter on my nose because <laughs> I I got all excited. But like now like but uh, the what's the which you said blackberry no. Yes. Yes blackberry. blackberry. I'm gonna now these days I don't care what it is as long yeah, as I'm having, if it's rhubarb, rhubarb yeah like oh. Oh, whatever house I'm I'm doing that at, which is usually not mine because I try to stay healthy at home, but like I am ravaging whatever jelly they have and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, well, it's preservatives too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, if you can do preserves. Mm. I will eat any kind of PB&J. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like it's one of those things where whether you're like, I don't know, some people are weird about crunchy, but crunchy or not, whatever, if you got peanut butter, jelly, and a bread, I'm going to eat it. And it's going to be good. So let's just get to this point. Have you? What do we think about crustables? I was just gonna say. I, sorry, I got very excited. No, Please. not as much as I am excited about it. <laughs> okay, I I do not cut the crust off my sandwich. Absolutely not. But I fucking love an uncrustable. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, cutting the, the ads off is a terrorist move. It, yes. The, uh, the but crust- if somebody else did it for me and gave it to me, fine. Yeah, if you're going to get Again, I'm going to eat whatever okay. you put in front of me. Yeah, the crustables, though, are insanely perfectly designed and, and made. If, I, do, I wish they, we had them as kids. Yeah. If we, okay, I'm if I so made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the ratio of jelly to peanut butter that is in a crustable, I would hate it. But in a crustable, it's perfect. And I don't it's know perfect. what they do. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't want to be that girl or whatever or cause, what it's an uncrustable. Sorry. Is this, I'm sorry. Right? Oh my God, I always say that. It's, I thought I got yeah. it wrong. I, I, again, this is. Right. I don't know why I love and throw down for Uncrustable so hard, so I just don't want to give false information to anybody. I'm going to give you a little inside scoop. This is so embarrassing. So if I go to a friend's house, right, and they have kids, and I know I'm going to be like, we're, we're going to have, go out that night or something, or like, you know, I will see them. I will take a couple out of their house. <laughs> Hide them in a corner of the kitchen so they're thaw and ready when I come back. And then I'll probably eat them in the corner of a closet somewhere. Honestly, and then wake up with the wrappers in my pockets. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> Uncrustables are peanut butter jelly sandwiches and ravioli. 
And what's it, not to love about that journey? It's it's a ravioli. It's like a sandwich dumpling. So it's right. yeah, they beautifully they, crimped. They made burgers, I think. The same brand made like like uncrustable burger things. And like, no. No. Uh, you can't put a patty in there. No. <sighs> that's like that's like Lunchables. Like, do less. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? So when I was telling you, my buddy and I, I was like, how many can you eat? We were talking about those. Oh, the Uncrustables? How many did you I get? I think I can do 20. If I don't <laughs> eat, like, for well, like a dinner. What if I just, like, <laughs> pulled out the Ryan, you are in luck. Natalie, pull out the wagon. Oh, God. Our sponsor. Oh, man. <laughs> so good, though. Oh, so good. How many How many foods do you think, you, like, you could sit with a five-year-old and be like, so, bud, good <laughs> Sam, like, good meal. <laughs> right? Like, right? Uh, honestly anything i i will i love i will eat anything i could do that with a five-year-old for almost any food I, some yeah, of their little so, some of their little the squeeze foods i'm like those are yeah fuck yeah i'll eat that every time i'm at the grocery store i literally touch the dinosaur nuggets and put them back <laughs> don't put them back man i know but they're don't like, put them I, back. like doing free stuff in their early ones i'm like who cares i'll take a t-rex in the face <laughs> Mickey nuggets in the fridge in the freezer right now. What nuggets? Mickey, like no Mickey, like Mickey Mouse nuggets. Oh yeah. But it's because like I yeah. I don't eat meat and the fake chicken nuggets you oh, they don't come in dinosaur. No. no. But they I, come I, in Mickey. I think Mickey's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mickey is fantastic. I'm surprised that like a there's not a cool peanut butter and jelly like. Well, place. but you can make oh oh like, like uh like a food truck. Let's start a restaurant, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh. I, I love dinos. I love Mickey. I love a little whimsy in my food. And my mom is like diehard Disney. So she would always get Peter Pan peanut mm. butter. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's the best, but it has Peter Pan on it. And that's all she needs. You just put that all together for me. Yeah. Pass. Pass. <laughs> I don't want to. Um... I don't want to be rude, just like you didn't want to be rude when you corrected yeah. me on Uncrustables. Uh, <laughs> but I believe that it's pronounced whimsy. <sighs> oh, wow. So, what was I thinking? I'm so, exactly. so sorry. Uh, wow. So now, wow. That I'm, now, that. now that I'm hungry for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, <laughs> dazzle me with some history. Take us, right, take us right. down that nostalgia road. Do you got? Do you get like? Is this a? Can we like? What year do you think it started? One of those? Yeah, but ask Cass because I can see your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand three. No. Um, I mean, I feel like it's got to be like a like a nineteen fifties, maybe like a nineteen forties kind of thing. I mean, did you really see my notes? I have very good eyesight. Not that I have notes. She's saying <laughs> she can see my brain. Um. No, it started, well, it all started, what really started was peanut butter. So it was like 1884, uh, Marcellus Edson, uh, I love this, I actually wanted to, I wrote this one down because I think it's such a great word that is not a great word, but one of those words that says it all. Uh, Marcellus Edson, he, uh, he obtained a patent for, uh, to produce butter slash lard-like substance in paste forms, which was peanut butter, but lard is like... That's such a terrible word, but at the same time, it's so specific. The you way don't it love lard paste? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, yeah. Love lard paste and jelly? <laughs> it's literally just peanut paste. Oh, un- unlardables are <laughs> so delicious. <laughs> it's lardables. Um, so, that is yeah. so true. So, so he started with that. He had the patent for peanut butter, and peanut butter, they were trying to like uh, – it's amazing that they did. They put it with a bunch of stuff like celery – and cheese and like saltines and watercress, which I really thought was spelled watercrust. Oh, you thought there was a T at the end? Yeah. I mean, oh, I thought that too. There. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so peanut butter was this thing that was hanging out for like 12 years and they knew what it was, but it was a paste. And then uh, I love it. Good housekeeping. Good housekeeping in 1896 put out a recipe for a peanut butter sandwich. And that's uh, that's what happened. They they had to come up with a new recipe because it was sticking to people's mouths. So they work on it for years. And at that time, you would just get loaves of bread. Not until later did they figure that part out. But we'll get to that. Uh, so in uh, that's why 18- they say the greatest thing since sliced bread. Exactly. <laughs> God, it was thank a you. I wanted to figure out how to use idea. that. You used it better than I did. And I couldn't get I, the whole time I was uh, researching. I was like, wow, that's the saying. Wait, uh, I have a question that yes. you probably don't have the answer to, but Cass, maybe that's you do. That's rude. Okay. Um, 
Why why does everybody think George Washington Carver invented? I was just about to ask that. Oh, you know what? He wasn't pasting lards. I don't know if he was pasting lards, but he came up with like a thousand different uses for peanuts. I don't know. Maybe he had something to do with it. He was like, Hold on. mash them, stick them in a stew. I just can't believe in the 1800s, they were like, peanut butter was a thing. It's not like the recipe is that like crazy or transform, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, that then begs the question of other butters, you know, like when did we start making other things into lard pastes? Yeah. Cause like, was, was peanut the first lard paste? Great question. We'll have to, we'll butter, have to when did, I mean, the question is when's butter a thing? Butter traces its history back to ancient Africa in 8,000 BC. That's right. We call it here BCE. Ooh. Gotta have that E. Cass, we have to take an ad break. Fair enough. But we're a history podcast, so we have to infuse this interlude with some tasty, tasty facts. Okay. Oh, tasty facts. Like brewing beer using hops became a standard practice as a result of early drug laws in Bohemia. Ah, yes. The Reinheitsgebot Law of 1560. I remember it well. Now that hops are no longer a legally required ingredient in beer, welcome to the future, our friends at Herbiary have taken it upon themselves to release your taste buds from the cages of convention. They've experimented with over 200 different herbs and botanicals, building on the rich tradition and fermented folklore of hop-free brewing. Learn more about their delicious section of brews and where to find them at herbiary.com. All right, y'all, I did some researching. According to nationalpeanutboard.org. Oh, they know their stuff. Contrary to popular belief, George Washington Carver did not invent peanut butter. He was one of the greatest inventors in American history, discovering over 300 uses for peanuts, including chili sauce, shampoo, shaving cream, and glue. But not peanut butter. Yeah, he also promoted uh, using peanut oil as like a cure for polio. Uh, You know, here's what I think. When we moderns think of peanuts, we think of baseball and peanut butter. So when someone says 300 uses for peanuts, we're like, peanut butter? The end. (laughs) The end. He must have come up with peanut butter because what else, what other 300 things could you do with it? It it, it did say he said when he created it, he did say, good lard. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Roll the credits on the peanut bit. (laughs) Oh, Uh, we've opened a door we cannot close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to know where where my man fit, George Washington Carver. Oh, you got it. Maybe I panicked. I was like, oh, my God. Well, because sometimes it's like, somebody's credited for something because they had the first patent but then it's like somebody else actually did it and in this case he had the first patent and he did actually do it so yeah more you know all right how about that patent process in 1884 what's that it was notary tough i mean god good luck you have to wait in line because everybody's patenting everything because no everybody's (laughs) inventing everything (laughs) also patents were just hurry up up there i got this square real thing i'm trying I saw an actual patent from like the 1800s for a mousetrap. It was an American patent in this, shocker. And it was literally a spring-loaded handgun. (laughs) I've seen that. Like propped, jimmy-rigged up to like a mouse hole. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? But also, hey, I've seen you put peanut butter on mousetraps. No? Bringing it back. No? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's what I've done in the past for sure. Oh, yeah. not wasting cheese. Yeah. So a revolutionary new sandwich. So then Good Housekeeping puts out a recipe for peanut butter sandwich, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is great. But then not until 1901 when the Boston Cooking School magazine put out a recipe by Julia Davis Chandler who added crab apple. Talk about crab apple jelly, which, like, crab apple jelly and peanut butter sounds delicious. sounds amazing. Right. Tart and sweet and I'm... lardy. Tart and lard. Tart and lard. <laughs> this is a working title for peanut butter. Oh, I mean, for sure. But she had, here's this. Whatever, the sound effect. Uh, three layers. Three pieces of bread. She a went, club sandwich. She, she went, well, she went like Big Mac with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. club sandwich. Club sandwich. 
Which is crazy, right? That's too much bread. She didn't know. I mean, it was the first Julie's one. not fucking There's around. She can do whatever she wants. Give her a break. I'm not going to judge her. My she God. Julie, you're doing it's it wrong. So doing bad. what? No one's ever done it. She was oh being brave. God. She made a choice. I respect it. Side note, club sandwiches. One of my favorite things in the world. I love diners. But I, I'm at the point where I do take out the middle bread piece. But the middle bread piece is the best bread piece. I agree, but it's just too much bread. Yeah, that's fair. Right? If you don't ratio, if they don't ratio it right, it's too much bread. If you can't yeah. get it in your mouth, it's too much bread. And do you prefer they cut in like the small, like small triangles? Three, yeah, as mm -hmm. opposed to two. Yeah. I yeah. just prefer that I can locate the toothpick easily. <laughs> oh yeah. My and you don't <laughs> bite it without do you take it out i take it out yeah yeah man that would be a good topic the history of club <laughs> sandwiches i was like the history of really <laughs> history of the toothpick oh, and the club sandwich wow um yeah so then so all right uh so she triple decked it so yeah. she triple decked it uh but it really wasn't a thing yet mm -hmm. and then but a thing that was happening was this thing called grapeolade what or grapeolade i think it's grapeolade but grapeolade was basically grape marmalade and a side note again, we well, I love grape stuff. I wish there was more grape stuff. Also, grape were... stuff doesn't taste like grape. No. It's whatever flavor. Ooh, not a grape fan. I, it's so hit or miss because it can get very medicinally. You got to be careful with your grape flavored oh, things. See, but I was a, I was a, always have a cold NyQuil baby. So I'm like, mm. NyQuil, the taste of childhood. Couldn't agree. Well, to be fair, I do love, I, I always do the liquid NyQuil because it's, I like it. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, I can't be and trusted. I put on a fish show and I'm like, <laughs> to be To be fair, I can't be trusted because I don't mind the taste of Malort, which uh, I also. Malort's terrible, but it's like. You're a monster. I don't like how people are like, I get it. Like, come on. To me, it tastes like potpourri and NyQuil. It's not like it could be worse. Like, it's so dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, great. I think Chicagoans I love, love the drama of, of Malort. My controversial yeah. flavor, most controversial flavor opinion is probably the fact that I like and prefer banana Laffy Taffy. Ooh. Give me some. All about it. Give me some fake ass banana. Absolutely. Mm. Because I think it's also hard to get an artificial banana taste. Well, the oh. flavor that they modeled the artificial banana taste off uh, doesn't exist anymore. That banana is extinct. Hey, do you know how she knows that, Brian? How does she know that? From our propaganda banana banana propaganda episode, so we oh. do retain some information. I only retain the. I fun have to facts. listen to that one. I'm um, I love. I'm obsessed with bananas. I mean, it's kind of depressing because it's about oh, yeah. like a lot of like uh, slave labor and Ooh, uh, colonization and calm. capitalism <laughs> and Americanism and you know all the bad things. Wow, you know the usual the usual <laughs> suspects of, of history bummers. Is that what America, that movie's about? Yeah. Usual suspects. Usual suspects is specific. About, I mean, it kind of is about a bummer of an American. <laughs> kind of. Um, Spacey. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> anyway, Kaiser <laughs> Sose. Um, <laughs> but oh, do you guys like banana bread with nuts or without nuts? I will eat it in either way, but I like it with nuts. I mean, I'll eat it either way. I don't have well, strong no feelings about it. I want to know. It's the same thing as like I want to know that it's an oatmeal raisin cookie before I think it's an oatmeal chocolate chip, which is my favorite cookie. Which one? Oatmeal chocolate yeah. chip. Which What's your favorite? Oatmeal chocolate chip. But I want to. I want to know. I think it's all about transparency. I want to know there's nuts in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please be transparent about your nuts. That is all. <laughs> but don't. Anyway. Oh lord. Um, <laughs> oh lord. Oh lord. Uh, I uh, I'm obsessed with oatmeal cookies. Oatmeal raisin. Cookies. I like oatmeal raisin. If wherever I go, like, I have to, if I see one, I buy it and have to try it. That is a controversial opinion. I feel like we are going to get a lot of hate email from this episode just because you guys are saying some pretty controversial things. You like grape flavored things, you like banana flavored things, crunchy peanut butter, nuts and things. Like, I don't want to be an alarmist, but y'all are saying some pretty heavy shit over there. Pass. Just yeah. because you don't like nuts as a rule <laughs> doesn't mean that other yeah. people can't like nuts. <laughs> and you know what? Here's what I'm saying. I respect everyone's decisions about nuts. Um, I'm just saying some people get shitty about it. And so when when the social nuts warriors come after you, the I warned you. Yeah. The alardists. The alardists come out. Find me. <laughs> Find me. I will fight you. Okay. All right. Anyway. So, so grapeolade. 
Oh, that God. was a thing. That was a thing that was getting very popular. And then um, after they figured out how p- peanut butter wasn't sticking to people's uh, the top of their mouths and stuff, uh, the prices were coming down on it, and it became something that like kids could do to feed themselves. There wasn't a lot of things that they can do to make themselves. And then 1928, here comes our dude with the slice bread in uh, machine, and he invented Otto Frederick Rowetter from Davenport, Iowa. Woo! Davenport! Represent! He created the first single loaf bread slicing machine. He actually built one in 1912, but... um, We don't talk about that one. He burned it, yeah. He burned his house down. Uh, Yeah. But then they had to wait 16 years. For him to get it right. Come on! He didn't take take notes. Wait, what what year was sliced bread invented, created, popular? 28? The year was 1928. Yeah. There were speakeasies and bars on every corner. <laughs> the ladies were wearing the short dresses, and we were getting our bread pre-sliced. <laughs> we were on top of the world. Yes. Grape-a-laid. <laughs> That's just a fun word to say. I mean, I love it. Since I love grape and, like, grape-a-laid, that sounds delicious. Yeah. That sounds like a, like one of these. Like a, like a, what's it called? Sparkling water. Yeah. Great yeah. like so, um, so we're slicing bread. So we're slicing bread. And uh, grape blade was actually part of the um, uh, soldiers were carrying it around in World War One, as part of their little... Um, like ration packs? Yes. And Their little uh, chocolate bars and their grape blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they already had that established. And so their when, cigarettes, of course. Well, naturally. Of course. So when uh, World War Two came around... Uh, it's what set it off because then they had the p- peanut butter, the sliced bread, and they already knew grape blade, so they put it all together. Oh, and uh, little soldier snack. They loved protein. Uh, they loved peanut butter because it was like high protein. They didn't have to carry it. It was all these great things. Uh, so they lived on that. Major, you know, they, they ate a lot of it. It was part of the military menu for rations. And so then even after the war, they would come home, and they were making only sandwiches all the time. And the families would love it, too, because then the kids can now make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. As before, they were just making peanut butter sandwiches, and it just became this thing. But I like the idea of, like, you know, when you think about, like, coming home from war, like, I don't know. It was probably their comfort thing. They were going back to, like, comforting food. Yeah. They comforted them. And I, I don't know, like, it sounds weird. I don't know if I'd want to eat something I was eating while at war, but, like, mm-hmm. But if it's if, but if, like, it. those sandwiches were, like, the, the high f- points the thing, of those right? days. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That, like... Oh yeah, this made me feel better. Yeah, yeah. Like for also, like ten minutes every day, like we at least gotta like to take totally. a break. And like also, it's not like cheeseburgers Eat and hot sandwich. dogs and mac and cheese. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't also, know. peanut butter is one of isn't it one of those foods that like it endorphinizes your brain? Like I know chocolate, your brain reacts like crack or whatever. You know, when they've done those brain scans, I don't know. But like <laughs> peanut butter tastes good like people are obsessed with that flavor so even if it's like oh that's all we ate in the war it's like it's still fucking good hell yeah be like it'd be like if pizza were in your your italian got totino's pizza roll (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're telling me you're coming back from war and you're not gonna eat a pizza roll come on yeah that's actually how you find um uh a squadron that's like hiding in the woods is you just say like my mom's making Totina's pizza rolls, and they'll all pop out and say, "I love Totina's." So then the soldiers they come out from out in their camouflage, and then we cut to logo. <laughs> okay, go to war huge. with your butt. <laughs> what do you think the Europeans thought when these Americans came over with peanut butter? Like, what the fuck is? that like this is why we became a superpower it's true we we got the lard man peanut monopoly too yeah Yeah. and then and then the war's over america leaves and europe's now peanut butterless well that makes me like i don't know i've never i actually have never been in europe that's awful but like hey peanut butter and like it feels very american to me like that story even like just kind of yeah but who doesn't love that like They've got to be. Well, the whole I mean, story if it wasn't so invented, then. Yeah. The whole story feels, like, very centered in Americana of, like, it coming around, like, the inventions and the sliced mm-hmm. bread and, like, 
needing a new recipe for a magazine, and then like, or your kids can make it. it well, it's also like you know, budget-wise too. Families yeah. at that yeah. time are like, jar this, jar that, loaf of bread. What do you got? Yeah. When when do you think peanut butter was introduced overseas or to different that's, continents? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, because I'm realizing now, World War II, it had been around longer than that. So was World War II the first exposure? Yeah. One, I mean, World War One. Yeah. But I also feel like, oh, sorry to jump, but like, uh, my brain is like, I feel like even in the last twenty years, peanut butter is like taken off. Like it was just peanut butter in a jar. I it wasn't a flavor. It oh n- yeah, right? and now it's a it's a lifestyle. Like I used to be kind of like I can't really eat peanut butter just plain, or like I don't need a lot of things with peanut butter in it, like wild shit, you know. Like I like Reese's now, but I used to not. And I would tell people that, and they'd be like, you don't like peanut butter? I'm going to murder your entire family. Like, it's become a very, like... an identity. It, it has become an identity. It it's like, find me a white man, and I'll be like, okay, he's into NFTs and peanut butter. Oh <laughs> and World War II and history. World War II. <laughs> World War II. <laughs> World War II. <laughs> NFTs and peanut butter. But it's... Uh, I, I think the part of the reason it's such a huge, like it's so huge in like the Epicurious zeitgeist, if you will, uh, now is probably our fault and like latchkey generation fault. Because if you think about why it was so popular even in the 20s and 30s, it was because kids could make it. So then that just kept going and then there's- So when they went off to the factories, their parents, pack their mom your didn't lunch. have to make, yeah, you pack your own lunch, you go to the factory. Listen, you can pack your own lunch. lunch, you can lose your own fingers, get out. <laughs> um, that's the 1890s, but yeah. still. Hey, that's when peanut butter came out. Okay. Uh, you said your spreader isn't like a food truck with like fancy peanut butter. Uh, Not even fancy peanut butter. Or just, just like, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Why don't you just like literally just go buy one and hand them out? Yeah. Ballpalooza, are you kidding me? Make a million dollars next weekend. You leave my husband and I alone too long, and we'll come up with like thirty businesses we'll never start. And one of them is a one of them is like a latchkey kid restaurant oh, that's... <laughs> that like the whole menu that's are great. things are like elevated versions of things that you could make. That's do you guys ever do fried PB and J's? I have never had no. a fried. PB&J. I heard if you deep fry those Uncrustables in an air fryer, they're amazing. <gasps> yeah. Brian, when do you have to leave? I have an air fryer. Do you really? We can do you have find... customables? No, but oh. we can find them. The other thing I was thinking about is Reese's. Uh, do you remember the first commercials for? It's for, I'm going to say that's Reese's, right? What is it? Reese? It's not Reese's. 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 Yeah. It would be the jar of peanut butter with the the chocolate bar stuck in them. Never. Well, and then like I think of, I think of it a lot with peanut butter, but also kind of that the creation of like all of these weird candy combos is like cereal in the 80s and the 90s of like now we've we've got cocoa puffs and now we've got reese's cocoa puffs and we've got you know frosted this and we're throwing berries in this and marshmallows in that and it started with cereal seemingly and then now we've got all this like wild combo candy and now we've got like nacho lays and pizza Doritos and all like let's throw all the and you know firework Oreos all of that I would say I would would you say that the new peanut butter kind of thing that changed if you're going down the timeline is cookie dough cookie Cookie dough dough is the new peanut butter that like came in and then it became cookie dough that and cookie dough this and yeah right yeah Yeah. which good on cookie dough I mean that goes back to nostalgia of like making cookies with with mom and oh. I'm going to eat this, which I've never liked cookie dough. It's, 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 it's... <gasps> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the hate email. It's, it's a texture thing. It's cause it's grainy. It's not cooked. It's not, you know, whatever. Oh, but, sure. Dial back the sugar in your cookie dough recipe. I'm... Eggs. But as a kid, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. My mom was like, "You will get sick." Like I was I licking the bowl care. on the floor like three weeks As ago. As an adult, when I was yeah. fully aware before they <laughs> at started Christmas two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a stick of, of yeah. Cookie dough but I was scared it. of that. I still am when I get cookie dough. Like, don't you? I still have There's that in my mind. Things They've in been... my life that I'm like <laughs> throw caution to the wind, and one of them is eating raw cookie dough. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get me when it gets me. Out of the tube? Uh, yeah. Oh god! I haven't done awesome. it in a while, but 
That's, I have a really knew better. <laughs> an unhealthy relationship and concept of germs. Literally unhealthy. Because I'm just like, I was like, if some if food falls on the floor, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm not gonna waste that just because it was on the floor. Raw eggs. I didn't know those are bad for you. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm done. <laughs> what hasn't killed me yet can't kill me now. Right. Is not a good way to go through life. Oh my god. It is a way to go through life. That it is. Maybe not a good one. <laughs> Raw chicken scares me. Oh yeah. Well, it's I poison. It's poison. Yeah. It scares the living shit out of me now. Totally. I remember I was at a uh, a restaurant years ago, and I halfway through the meal realized that half all the like almost all the chicken I was eating was raw, like it wasn't cooked long enough. Chicken and I just was sucks. Like, okay. Did so you now did just... you just like start texting everyone you know and say like I love you, like <laughs> please remember me? Uh... <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I had I actually had to shoot something in a couple of days, so I was like, oh, this is the end of everything. I'm just gonna sit here and see what happens, and I'm gonna drive myself crazy. Luckily, nothing happened. Some people don't touch raw chicken because they don't like the texture. It's like, I don't give a shit. It's the reason why I don't touch it is because it's poison. And I will go through so much silverware of like, if I, if I have to use a fork and a cut or whatever, like I'll use 12 forks and knives to prep one chicken breast. And then, cause I'm like, I can't contaminate. I can't touch. But then, but then once the chicken breast is cooked, it'll fall in the, in the dirt and I'll pick it up and be like, eh, it's fine. That is stand-up gold. Like, no one is, like, the amount of, like, the silverware I go through just to cook one chicken breast because I don't want to contaminate anything. <laughs> crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And then my brain, just being just being a moron person, I'm like, oh, wait, did I do that? Like, is that what happened? But then you go through all of that work, and chicken has a window of, like, it's, it's underdone, it's underdone, it's underdone. It's perfect. It's overdone. Yep. Yeah. Totally. The crazy thing about not eating meat is that sometimes I will just, like, not even heat up, like, the pre-marinated tofu, and I'll just put it cold on a sandwich, and I'll be like, this feels like, this feels illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine because it's not raw meat. Or, like, we'll think that it's going to take longer to make dinner, and then it's ready, like, really quickly. And I'm like, all right, because it's not real Meat. But it looks like raw meat sometimes if you don't That's cook it. Bad. So you're like, am I gonna die? It's cold. Yeah, like but I'll, I'll cut it like I'll cut it thin so it's like a like kind of like cold cut. Oh, of. My but it's pre-marinated, so it's like teriyaki. Well, here we'll bring this back a little. Like, there's an Elvis burger that is has peanut butter on it. Peanut butter on it. I've never had it. I've always wanted that. Uh, I don't think uh, somebody told me did Bad Apple close. Oh, I don't know. Um. There, I don't know if it's still around, but Bad Apple had a, sandwich, a burger called Elvis's Last Stand, and it had peanut butter and bacon on it. Wow. I think Kuma's used to do that, too, but I'm not sure. Oh, probably. Nothing's original. I would try that. I would totally try that. That doesn't yeah. gross me out. Justin, I think I think Justin's had it, and he liked it. It's a lot. How about organic uh, peanut butter with the oil? How do we feel about that? I don't, I don't know what that means. means. Oh, when you have to stir your peanut butter because it separates. Oh, Taylor, Taylor taught me this. You just flip it upside down. Yeah. Oh. You store it so, so like the lid's on the bottom, so then the oil goes to the top. So then when you're ready, you flip it open. Yeah. No. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, that way you don't have to fuck with the oil. And I'm like, this is why I love you. That peanut butter is the best peanut butter for your dogs, too, because it's the least amount of sh- uh, added sugar. Hmm. So for the next time you and your buddy are hanging out, uh, maybe <laughs> not, maybe don't do the uncrustables. Yeah, it's not the best. I call it the peanut butter bikini, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How do we feel about <laughs> all of the other nut butters out there? Oh. Ew, I hate that I said oh. nut butter. <laughs> we just held oh for that. I mean, like almond butter, pistachio. Oh God. Oh. Um, thank you for being on the show, Brian. It's been great. Uh, we'll do- <laughs> Thanks for discussing nut butter. Uh, oh, that's so funny. I, um, I say that. I'm a huge fan of uh, almond butter. Big fan of almond butter. Huge um, fan of Nutella. Nutella's all right. What is Nutella? I want Nutella to be more than what it is. Do you want it to be more nutty or do you want it to be more chocolatey? Because it's hazelnut. I think I want it to be more like hostessy. Okay. So you want it to be no. taste more like <laughs> like more lard. Frosting. <laughs> lard me up. Uh, what is Vegemite? Oh, it's veggies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. 
I haven't had cashew butter, but I have. If you, if you go, you know, the best thing, my favorite thing in the world right now is uh, Trader Joe's um, almond butter covered um, almonds and almond uh, cashew, almond butter covered cashews. Wow, <laughs> my sister buys them for me. She'd be like, and I just go through their like junk drawer. Yeah, they're amazing. I know this doesn't apply to you, Natalie, but Trader Joe's buffalo chicken dip, phenomenal, phenomenal. Ooh, yes, I've had that. I just crushed a container of it last night. So I think they also have an elotes dip that mm. is amazing. Amazing. Aldi has it too. And amazing. It's so it's good. so good. I Taylor just brought home. Uh, it's like a spice. It's called. Um, everything but elote and it's like like all the elote all like seasonings but exam. not obviously not corn <sighs> i've getting yet. a lot of love the last couple of years i mean well deserved absolutely well deserved i love it as an iowan i have to say i'm very happy about oh, it oh totally give corn the love it's i imagine that we're gonna like release like a bunch of like little mini bonus episodes that are just cut for time moments of us just being like have you ever dipped this oh in peanut butter what have you dipped no god stop god i'm bad at this yeah. this is uh, not episode 69 cast tell us your favorite nut butter <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you like to butter your nuts do we have any other nostalgia topics that we need to touch on like if we're getting hate mail anyway can i say that i don't really like Reese's the per, the the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter in a Reese's is wrong and also it isn't um real peanut butter and it isn't real chocolate so the best Reese's are the little guys the little oh ones gosh. in the foil wrapper so if we're gonna get into nostalgic and controversial flavors and things yes so like I want to know because in the 90s, shit started getting wild. Like, warheads. Like, how sour can we I was, get shit? I, we had um, fun dip. Like, lick this stick and then snort cow. this sugar. I don't care. I know I said it. Um, surge? Like, we're giving children surge. And, like, I know every time I got surge, I'm like, let's see how, like, let's shotgun this shit feel our heart vibrate and then ruin every adult's day around us because we're these hyper psycho children. 90s were wild. The 90s for children was like the 80s for coke addicts. <laughs> we'll think they had like bubblegum cigarettes for kids. Yeah. yeah. Bubblegum chew. I loved candy cigarettes. Yeah, totally. The ones that just look, I like the ones that weren't the bubblegum that just looked like sticks of chalk but you could eat. They were just... You, but they had little dust of so you... Yeah. Yeah, so right, the yeah. dust would blow. Yeah. The, yeah. the 90s was bonkers. It was like this weird, like, experimental, like, let's see how much sugar, how many combos of bullshit we can do. It was like MK Ultra, but for sugar and children. MK Ultra. Uh, it was when <laughs> the CIA was giving oh. uh, people uh, LSD. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but, like, for real, what were they I was doing? At, I was at... I don't know, like a 7-Eleven or something the other day, and a youth came up to the counter and asked <laughs> the person behind the counter if they had warheads. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it'd be, it was at Target. She was like, it'd be at the candy aisle, I guess. And she like pointed, and they walked away, and I looked at her, I go, they still make warheads? And she's like, I guess, if a child knows what it is. But both of us had the same assumption of like, Surely that doesn't exist anymore. I wonder if they're as intense as they were when we were kids. I wonder how they know about it. Yeah. Like YouTube, maybe? I don't know. Maybe some, like, TikTok Warheads I would, challenge. I, I think I'm a lot older than you guys. So, like, I think Dunkin' Donuts was, like, a treat. Now that they're everywhere is weird to me. It's weird to me that they're everywhere. Yeah. Krispy Kreme was kind of like my Dunkin' Donuts. For sure. That... Yeah. Yes. I remember when the Krispy Kreme in town opened. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't one. They're like, I heard there's one down in Kankakee. Yeah. Like, right. Well, it's like the de like Denny's. You see the or not oh, Denny's. Uh, uh, Sonic. You see the commercials for it everywhere. Yeah. And then there wasn't one for like forty-five plus Culver's. miles. Yeah. Culvers. They're all Culver's here is now. A big deal. Yeah. But as far as like not know, like how do they know what warheads are? I, I mean, I haven't watched Nickelodeon or Disney Channel in a while, but the, the NFL started putting games on Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah. 
which actually is so much more fun to watch because anytime there's a touchdown, they have like slime and then like the famous little Disney Nickelodeon stars will be like, offsides is when yada da 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 and like it's actually so much fun like like like, it was like known like people loved it like like when they cook a field goal like inside the bar is like an animated like spongebob's looking to see if it's going in and they loved it it's it's great i think they still do it it's newer or maybe they do certain they did like one playoff game was it and they did like one regular season game so there were like two times they did it last season i think but the playoff game to do that is a big deal that's amazing. But it's on Nickelodeon. So I remember going to that channel and then all of the commercials are like all of these like Nerf guns and candy. And I forgot commercials oh. on kids shows are like not for parents. Are not They're for, are for not kids. The pharmaceuticals. <laughs> They're for that. children. So it's like you're you got you're on the in on all the new candies or all the popular candies. So. They're Saturday morning commercials. Like when we were kids, you'd be like, that's when you'd see those commercials. Like yeah. I'd watch cartoons and be like cereals and like, like <laughs> guns and like Star Wars toys. It's the commercial that makes you add thing, try to add things to your parents' grocery list, but like you can't yeah. really spell it and you have horrible handwriting. Yes, yes. Or it's the, or it's the, they're the commercials that make you add it to your Christmas list. Yeah. Totally. That's exactly what it is. Christmas list or like, mom, like we need to go to Toys R Us because I just found out this new hop, mom, hop and thing is in. Which... Nickelodeon magazine, please. <laughs> Which think about that. That's crazy. They're like literally telling kids like no, they know adults aren't watching that program. Yeah. They're like, hey, come here. <laughs> go go, go, ask, your, you go like ask your parents. You like this Nerf gun? Yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah. You want to terrorize your little sister? Also, yeah, yeah. do you remember when we would get magazines and we would have to go to the back of the magazine and check off the things we wanted? and to mail it in to get orders, like before Amazon, oh, yeah. every magazine, like you would mail in. That's wild to me. You guys have the book ones at school? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Book fair? Yeah, oh. Cass, did, do you remember the Delia's catalogs? Did you ever have a Delia's catalog? Yeah, I don't, I... You two butch as a that? kid? What is, what is, <laughs> oh, hell yes. What is, what is that? It was a store. A girly store. That I think was in the mall at some point. Yeah. For some reason, the catalog is like quintessential late '90s like uh, fashion to me. It's what I think of. Like everything had like the big like cartoon flowers on it. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. That's killer. <laughs> but I I meant That's to. Killer. <laughs> I meant to segue all of that into. Do y'all remember baby bottle pops? Baby and do you remember the pop. song? Baby, baby bottle pop. <laughs> Lick it. Dip it and shake it, then you do it again. Oh, there are certain things that I only remember the jingles to. Oh my God, there was a commercial for that. Yeah, there's yeah. a hot hot jingle. We just sang it for you. They they advertise that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, the other day I sang the entire Mr. Bucket song to somebody. What is uh, I don't remember if it was not a toy that I Jim Vozella or Alexi Virgilio or you. <laughs> No, it was you and We're Rip. all the same person. Truly. You and Rip, like season one or two, started going off on Mr. Bucket. I was like, what Mr. the Bucket. fuck are you talking about? And then Rip sang the song. Yep, and he remembered it the right way. I remember it a cleaner way than it actually was. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact, like, it's weird to even think about candy being advertised now. But I guess it still exists. I just assume that the youths knew about Warheads from like some TikTok challenge thing. I we'll assume. like Skittles is like some of the best commercials, right? That is true. And Snickers. I don't think about though. That's weird that I like my those brain is like, those aren't candy. Oh. Well, you know, Snickers is a health bar. It's a meal it supplement. Really I mean, but I think there's such brands now that you don't even yeah. associate them with candy, which I guess good on them. That's yeah. the job, right? Oh, when I think of Snickers, I think of Betty White. As you should. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, when I think of Snickers or most candy bars, I think of uh, the Iowa State Fair and deep frying all mm. of them, yep. which I've not, mm. I'm not taking part in. But I mean, okay. we deep fry butter. I'm gonna propose that we deep fry some grapeleade. I'm gonna oh propose my God. that you deep yeah. fry some lard paste. Lard paste? Yeah. Then give me some oh deep my God. fried give lard me, paste. Take that lard paste. Oh. Put it on a stick. Oh, lard. Yeah. 
Oh, lardy, right lardy, lardy. I, I, when I see, like, the stick of butter thing like that, like, I always wonder, like, will or could that kill someone in, 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 a, in a sitting? Probably. Oh, no, not in Iowa, and we've built up the tolerance. So Deep fried corn? No? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. We deep fry everything. That'd be good, right? I'm so, sure they do that. Actually, a perfect segue to a segment that I forgot to tell you to prepare something for. Cool. Uh, but a perfect segue Trap. to our usual uh, our question that we've been asking ourselves and guests recently. And it's great because we learned today that we were wrong and George Washington Carver didn't invent peanut butter, just like Columbus didn't discover anything. History is all about who just claims it as their own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, what is something that you have discovered recently? Oh, my God. All right. It's just um, something you're going to plant your flag, and nobody has ever heard of this before now. It can be anything. Can be okay. I discovered uh, a friend, uh, one of my best friends, told me about a documentary that I watched uh, this week called 100 Days with Tata. Nope. Nope. I love it already, but I have no clue what it is. <clears throat> it is uh, it's fascinating. Uh, it's a, about this um, Spanish actor who is like... <laughs> When you watch it, he's like the most perfect human I've ever seen. Uh, and he's so likable. And he's probably in his 40s now, maybe around 40, late 30s. His best friend in the whole world is his great-grandmother's sister. And they are inseparable. They are like literally like in, they are like it's the most heartwarming, wonderful story when you watch them. She's his biggest fan. This guy's done everything. But he's also kind of guy that like is so perfect. He's like it's all in subtitles. So, like, his charm is amazing. I don't know what he's saying. So you're, like, reading it, and he's just, like, he's, like, you know, there's days where I'm, like, run a couple miles. And then I decide later that week, I'm going to run that marathon in two weeks. And then he does it, and they have pictures of it, and he's perfect. And then Tata's there, and she's his biggest fan. So he wanted, she gets such a kick out of his, um, his career and everything. And then I don't know how much I can tell. I don't want to ruin it. But, like, so then he wants to create something with her. Like, he wants to direct a film or whatever. So he starts filming this thing. She lives in a small, very small apartment in Spain. And uh, they start filming something or whatever. And then her health doesn't, um, is taking a turn in a weird way. She's like mid-90s. And she's like s starting to like fall turn ways and it's hard. She fell, she fell here and there. So he decides to, um, to help out a little. And then the pandemic hits. And he's basically trapped in her place because they shut down everything so he's like i'm gonna stay here and take care of her this is only gonna be a couple weeks right it's only gonna be a month so he uh they they live together in this very small apartment and her health completely uh raises and his deteriorates and uh he's like this perfect specimen and uh but during that they like they find new ways to get through the days, and it's unbelievably charming and heart and heartwarming. But they they start an Instagram live show that becomes the biggest hit in the country in Europe, and they're on talk shows, and it's live with Tata, and she becomes this huge deal with him, and they're just doing it. He'd like order costumes off Amazon, and then they'd try on like a nun and a priest thing, and it's just so, and it's it's really great. And then from there, you see like the decisions he has to make about how much longer to stay there because his health and. It's it's truly uh, it's it's great. So that's what I, that's, oh what I, that's what I discovered. So thank that's you, Armando. Amazing discovery. Yeah. Where is that documentary? I think is it's it on Netflix or um, uh, Amazon. I'm pretty sure one of those two. Hashtag wholesome content. Yeah, I was moment. like, and it's not that it's like 90 minutes long, and it's uh, this woman. That's upsetting. It's, but that's, I feel like that's one of those where 90 minutes is over. You're like, where, where's the rest of it? I want more. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But it, you'll walk away being like, who is this, this perfect guy? This guy's amazing. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I know a perfect guy. King of Kings, Brian King. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you hear the blushing again? <laughs> oh, my God. That's my hat. Uh, I'm blushing for you, oh Brian. My oh, my gosh. gosh. My history teacher called me King of Kings in really? high school. My history teacher. That's hey! crazy, Mr. Lyons. Take my a drink for a teacher shout out. It's oh been a minute God. since we've had one. Seriously, that's crazy. That's funny. My history teacher, the only teacher that had an impact on me, one of them. One of my history teachers uh, made a, uh, I think it's a Schindler's List reference. Oh, oh no. 
because of my maiden name is Mueller, and he would give he would always be like, "Give Mueller my boots," oh, and I was like, oh, "No!" Sure, you're giving a great performance, but uh, oh, like, he didn't go Mueller. No, Mueller? everyone else did that. Uh, okay, it's <laughs> too obvious. Uh, I was like, "God, that's a layup." Uh, <laughs> I'm so uh oh. We ended with wholesome goodness, and we brought it around. Uh, Brian, it has been a delicious treat. Some might say a oh. peanut butter and jelly sandwich wow. of a time. Um, Bravo. Can, is, do you have anything that you want to share or no, plug? I right. No, I'm I just, I plugged this podcast. You guys are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for having me. He does have a nut butter um, something oh. coming up soon, but we can't yeah. tell you what that oh. is. <laughs> um, so many, so many great shows that I can't watch because I have a really hard time um, hating you in The Shy because I. Oh my god! You, you play such an awful character, Ew. but you're like the nicest person so I know. Um, so uh, Brian King, great guy, plays a wonderful asshole. <laughs> um, that's my that's my Thank testimonial. You. Thank you. In one take, no less. Yeah. Uh, you can find he won't plug anything himself because he's a little humble baby boy. You'll we'll link to a bunch of stuff in the doobly doo. There will also be photos of sandwiches, mostly probably. <laughs> uh, probably a link to the baby bottle pop commercial. Oh, yes. Everything that you've thought about you needing a visual aid while we've been talking, you can find it below in the notes and also on our social media at SharedPod on Instagram and Twitter. If you have any questions, corrections, suggestions, or just, you know, endearments or, you know, any more nostalgia you want to give to us, uh, you can send all of those to our email at sharedhistorypodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, give us your hate mail because yeah. truly I love unimportant controversies, you know, like crunchy versus smooth peanut butter. Yes. I want you to drag us and or lift us up. Yeah. You can write those in on our fancy new website, too. That's sharedhistorypodcast.com. As always, that's Cass. I'm Natalie. We promise we're different people and we sound different to ourselves. That's been Brian King. Until next time. Share, share you later.